Welcome to the Value Investor TV podcast. This is the podcast that helps you grow your wealth and become financially independent. My name is Beko and my partner, Hari Radhakrishnan. Thank you for joining us this episode, episode 25, Introduction to Checklist. As we do always, let's do a quick reminder of what we talked about in the previous episodes. In the previous three episodes, we talked about different types of ratios. We started off with valuation ratio, we moved on to operational ratio, and finally we ended with financial ratio, uh, episode 24. So those three ratios really uh, gave us, gave you the sense of, you know, what sort of measurements people look at to uh, to analyze different aspects of the company financially, operationally, and value, valuation-wise. In this episode, we're going to move into uh, the concept of checklist. What is a checklist? Why people use it? When do you use it? And essentially, and at the end, uh, effectively talk about what, what is the checklist? What goes onto people's checklist? We'll talk about that in, that, in this episode. So let's start with, uh, let's start with, Maybe maybe we could start with like what is what is the checklist from a very high standpoint, and, and go from there. Um, you know, Guy Spieri really brought this to the fore with this book, uh, his chapter chapter eleven. Uh, he wrote this book called "The Education of a Value Investor." If you guys don't know who Guy Spieri is, he's one of the famous value investors uh, that wrote this book, "The Education of a Value Investor," and he talks about the importance of checklists in his investment process. And many others too, but checklist is effectively, um, you know, you have a list of things that you need to that you want to touch on when you are investing, when you are going through the exercise of analyzing a company, and it is to ensure that you don't forget things uh, at a high level. Um, but we'll we'll dig into that a little bit more here. So Hari, um, so w- what is it? Um, if you have anything to add there, and then why why do people use it? Yeah, so I, I think the the important thing is, I mean, Guy Spear certainly popularized it. Um, you know, I, that, the first time I had heard about it was through him, but I, I think investors had probably been using it for a very long time before that. Um, you know, I, I think the the important aspect of this is, you know, the reason that you use a checklist is that you have to remember, you know, fifty or sixty things that when you look at when you look at a stock, right and some of them are obvious and you you do every time and some of them are not. And so the idea is that, you know, the little things that you may miss may come to bite you. And so you want to make sure that you at least cover them or have an answer for them uh, and that, that you at least do your diligence and your homework around those, you know, elements. And so, you know, what we you start with is, you know, a small you know, maybe 10, 15, 20 questions of things that you add. And then over time, every time you make a mistake or you find a new thing or you talk to a friend or you go to a the value investing meetup in, here in Houston, uh, <laughs> you can, um, you know, you may learn something new and then you add an item to your checklist, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and so that the idea is that you're, you're growing this list over time. Some of the, some of the, the, the ways that people do it is, you know, they have a very exhaustive checklist other people use it as a, just a high-level questionnaire, you know, t- where it's not very detailed in terms of the questions, but you have to write longer answers for each question. So, yeah. I mean, it's really up to you how you want to, you know, dissect it and do it yourself. But really, the idea here is you're trying to answer some fundamental questions. Do you understand, you know, various aspects of how the company is run? Have you main- maintained, you know, 
really dig dug into the financial you know aspects of the company and then you know through all of this if you can't answer those questions then it it comes down to you know is it is the price uh that's quoted in the market today the you know uh, a good price to buy yeah so. yeah yeah exactly and we'll talk about the we'll talk about this um the price aspect of it a little bit later um but i just want to reiterate something that you talked about the fact that checklist is a living document right as we go through our investment career uh you know just professionally or just as a, as a side thing you're gonna make you're gonna make mistakes. You're gonna have you're gonna pick a stock that you think is great, but then it turns out it's mediocre or sometimes a failure. And so when you go through that process, it's a learning moment. And in the learning moment, you capture what you made mis- what what your mistake was, and then write that down. And this is a check a checklist is a good way to capture that and enshrine that in a in a document form. Well, but I, and I think you know to add to that you know point. As an investor, you're going to make a lot of mistakes, right? Hopefully, those mistakes that you make are, you know, don't aren't catastrophic, right? <laughs> but you know, the main thing that you learn when you do these, you know, when you do this exercise is, this is really about being honest with yourself. Is that it's very easy to celebrate your victories and gloss over your losses, and really, what you should be thinking about is your victories don't necessarily teach you much right and it's your losses that are actually the the best educators so you know and being honest with yourself is about these things is to say like what did i miss here because i made this mistake and i didn't you know foresee this event happening and you know and because i didn't foresee this event happening i i didn't you know you know, I didn't plan for it. I didn't, or I, I should have, shouldn't have invested in this company in the first place. And there are some times where it's just, you know, it's completely out of control of the company. Some, you know, event happens, like they have a fire at their warehouse or whatever. You know, so I, I think you have to be prepared though for that, these eventualities to occur in every situation. And and this this idea is also to help you be honest with yourself and come back after you've made the mistake, and then honestly dissect where the failure was because it's very easy to blame somebody else for your own mistake but being honest with yourself is to say why didn't you do this correctly right because you know one of the things that happens and i think people do this unconsciously is they say well my buddy told me this was a good stock pick right and then you don't do any of the work yourself and then you know the stock price goes down you sell because you have no idea your buddy is, you have no idea, you haven't talked to him, you know, or, or her. And then the stock price rockets up and you sold off, right? And you said, well, the price went down. I didn't do any of my homework, right? Or in the case of the, you know, the opposite, price goes down and it never returns, recovers, but you were holding, you know, onto this thing because you, you didn't reassess your, you know, investment. So these are, these are all important parts of the investment process um, that you know we need to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so you know, keep, you know, being honest with yourself, very important aspect of investing, and and a checklist comes into play where you can really enshrine those lessons that you learn through the mistakes. Let's move on to the next topic of you know what what is in the checklist. You know, we talked about you know what what is checklist. We talked about why people use it. We did briefly mention what is a checklist, what is in the checklist. 
but I think we should dive a little bit into that um, today, this episode. So, Hari, please take us through uh, this question. What is in the checklist? You mentioned that not only Guy Spear, but also many other investors uh, use checklist. Um, what What is in their checklist? Well, I, I think it depends on, you know, they're, they're obviously the basic themes that you're really looking for are, you know, what does the company do and can you understand what they do, right? I mean, there are certain businesses that are easier to understand than others. You know, for example, retail tends to be one of the easier things to understand because, you know, everybody has to shop at some point in their life. Um, And, you know, there are other businesses that, you know, if you're not in the tech sector, you may not understand technology and so it may be harder for you to understand what are the broad shifts in technology so this is you know one of those first moments of being honest with yourself is to say do you understand what this business does right Um, and understanding what the business does means that you can explain it to somebody as Peter Lynch said you know being able to explain it to somebody you know with a crayon right yeah so you, you know you should be able to to explain it to someone like say you're uh, you know, one of your friends, your spouse, you know, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, whatever, be able to explain what this company does in a very simple way. And that means, you know, in a paragraph, in a sentence, you know, two sentences, sure. but not in a lot of detail and, and, and make it, you know, the, the sentence can't just be, you know, it's got to be loaded. It has to explain exactly what the company does so that anyone can understand it. And so to me, you know, like I, 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 we live in Houston. I have no concept of what oil and gas, how it works, right? I just go to the gas station and there's gas in my tank, right? It, there is no, like there are midstream, upstream, downstream, all these services that, you know, operate in that business. If you're in the industry, you may understand all of those things. For someone like me who's not, it, you know, I would just say I can't understand this. And that's where I would stop. Yeah. So after that, you know, you start looking at more things like what are their competitive advantages? What does this business do that somebody else can't do? Um, and then you start looking at more, you know, uh, you know, we're staying s- still on these broad themes. Um, you know, what, what after this company, you know, you've identified these things. You're really looking at, you know, the management of the company. You know, are they competent? Are they, you know, is there a lot of turnover? Are things changing? Um you know, I would say additionally, you want to look at, you know, some financial metrics like, um, you know, are they over leveraged? You know, are they growing? You know, what is their, you know, financial structure? Do they have uh, a lot of debt that is going to, you know, come to bite them at some point? Yeah. And then after you do all of those things, you're now really looking at the valuation of the company, right? And I think the valuation is where it tells you. You may do steps one through four or whatever we, you know, the steps one through five, find that it's a fantastic business, but the price is not right. And so what you do at that point is you put that on a list of companies that you're going to follow. And then if the stock price drops at some point, you may reevaluate your, you know, initial, you know, work that you've done. And, you know, that may be a good time to buy, or it may be a time to say, well, things have changed too much. I have to, you know, you know, this isn't a good investment anymore. But, you know, that process is what you're going to find when you do this is there are not very many investments, not very many good investments to make, right? And fortunately for for the vast majority of us, we don't have 
billions of dollars to invest, so the entire market is open to us. But what we're still going to find is there are very few good investments out there. And so we're going to constantly look, and we're going to find a gem every once in a while. Yeah. I'd like to just kind of recap that yeah. here because there's a lot to unpack there. So so what is in the checklist? Let's go back to the original question. So what is in the checklist? I want to just itemize the things that you talked about there, Hari. Okay. So number one is do you understand the business? That's number one. And I'm going to say this in order, and this is the order that a lot of people should follow. Number one is do you understand the business? So that's number one. If you don't, if you can't answer that question in a precise way, like like Hari talked about, you should stop right there and move on to the next next business. For example, Hari talked about a good example of oil and gas. If you don't understand oil and gas, there's no point of moving further down this checklist. Second thing that Hari talked about here: a favorable long-term prospects or competitive advantage. Does this company have some kind of competitive advantage? that can sustain itself for a long time without uh, without being breached by its competitor. Number three, is it honest? Is the company honest? Is it operated by honest people? How, how are the managements? Um, that, that question, management. And then, and then the last is, is it, is it available at an attractive price? And so you can't pay infinite amount of money for this great business. It has to be at the right price. And so those four things Ahari talked about, I just wanted to itemize those things. Okay, just, you know, just re- repeating myself. Number one, do you understand the business? Number two, does it have a competitive advantage? Number three, is it operated by honest and competent people? And number four, is it available at an attractive price? So four things there Ahari talked about. And as I mentioned earlier, you need to do that in order. Um, <clears throat> You wanted to add anything there? No, I, I mean, I, I think, you know, maybe now's a good time to read a, you know, a quote from Warren Buffett. Mm-hmm. If you want to, you want to uh, read that uh, quote. So, you know, I, I basically said what he, what he says far more elegantly than what I said. But. <laughs> yeah, this is actually um, a, a very well-known quote from Warren Buffett in his letter, 1977 letter to his shareholder. Let me read this for you guys. We select our marketable equity securities in much the same way we would evaluate a business for acquisition in its entirety. We want the business to be, one, one that we can understand, two, with favorable long-term prospects, three, operated by honest and competent people, and four, available at an attractive price. We ordinarily make no attempt to buy equities for anticipated favorable stock price behavior in the short term. In fact, if their business experience continues to satisfy us, we welcome lower market prices for market prices of stocks we own as an opportunity to acquire even more of a good thing at a better price. I think this is a pretty profound um, concept that a lot of people just fail to fail to grasp. You know, if the, if the if the stock price goes down, people sell, sell, sell. If it goes up, buy, buy, buy. But here, here's saying if it actually goes down, it's great for us. It's more discount. I'll, I'll go ahead and buy more. Yeah, and I, I think the main important thing that you know to say there is, he's asking for those prices to come down after they've met this criteria, mm-hmm. right? Obviously, if they have capital, they want to in, invest in companies that are cheaper mm-hmm. rather than more expensive, right? Mm-hmm. That's how everybody would want to do it. But they're looking at specifically after they've passed his checklist, right? And yep. 
I mean, you can see, you know, his checklist is summarized in one sentence. It's yep. not very complex. You know, he's not asking you to do a lot. It, in fact, it is so simple <clears throat> that you, what you see a lot of people do is they, they gloss over it as being too simple, right. right? And I think, you know, Charlie Munger has a great, you know, uh, video on YouTube um, that you can Google. And he uh, essentially says exactly the same thing that Buffett just said here, right. slightly different terms. Um, but he, he, he uh, uh, says that, you know, this is something that we should teach in um, in business school. Yeah. And then if you taught it in the business school, you know, they'd be done in the first week of class <laughs> and they'd have nothing to talk about right. the rest of the time. And so, you know, I think what one, a lot of people forget and, you know, it's very easy to do, you know, these do this is you dive so far into it that you don't have any concept or high, of these higher, you know, of the higher level uh, thinking uh, that's associated with this. So really the checklist is to ground you on both sides, right? Is to not be too shallow in your assessment. And it's also to not go too far over the deep end, right? You know, I think there are some people who do these things where, um, that I find very interesting that, um, you know, so like for the, for example, like retail stocks, there are people who will go and visit like 30 of the stores, right? To just see what is the traffic like, what is the, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And what I would say to that is it's, it is impossible to, you know, to do that because you can very much deceive yourself with uh, walk into a store and you see tons of people and think, hey, this is a great investment sure. and then go buy the stock. Right. right? But that's not the, the correct way, you know, approach, right? You go into the store, you see that there is a lot of people there and then you go read about the stock, understand the business go through your checklist and then you say, yeah. yeah, this is a good, you know, investment, right? So that, that, you know, the, the process always has to start with, you're going to find yourself in this, you know, um, you know, Guy Spear calls it the cocaine brain, right? Which is you're, you're in this like mindset where it's going to be, oh my God, the, you know, the, the part of my brain that's activated by, um, you know, cocaine is the same thing that is activated when you are, you know, greed, right, takes over. And so you want to be able to sit, tell yourself, stop, calm down, <laughs> and then go read the, the annual report. Sure. Walk yourself through the checklist. And then, you know, I, I would highly encourage this is to bounce the idea off of, uh, you know, first form your, your own thesis, right? Write everything down. Make sure that you have a you know, one piece of paper that says why you want to invest in this stock and and list the reasons, you know, why that they have this competitive advantage, you know, explain why you understand the business or have your checklist with you and then challenge yourself, right? You know, the, 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 the other part of this, of this checklist is the, the idea that, um, my idea may be good, but I have to invert my idea and attack my own idea, right? And try and take down my own thesis, right? Yeah. And when you do that, what you find is what are the possible ways that my investment ideas could be wrong, right? And then you incorporate that as part of your checklist. Too, sure. Yeah. Right. Yep. And so as, as all of this, you, you can say, you know, businesses are very complex, right? I mean, you know, you may think that Sears is a, it's a hundred year old business. It's very, you know, easy to understand, but I mean, look, it's very hard to get logistics and all these things correct, right? Being able to get items delivered on time to the store, 
you know, so that they meet, you know, things. And that's probably why Sears failed is they failed to do this. But, you know, being able to understand these concepts are, are, you know, you can fool yourself into thinking something is so simple or that something is so complex, right? So you got to really understand it and then be honest with yourself and say that you can or you cannot actually do this. Yeah. A checklist, you know, checklist, like you said, um, just want to capture what you said right there. Being able to balance yourself going into, you know, not going into too deep of a detail, but also not staying, you know, not going, not going deep at all, staying too shallow. I think checklist helps you do that and strike the right balance. And also one thing that I already talked about, you know, the rebuttal aspect of this, this is, I think, very, very important to, to talk about because, you know, checklist is a good way to get yourself into analyzing companies, but it's not the end all be all kind of thing. Yeah. And so being able to think on your own and being able to negate some of the some 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 of the hypotheses that you put forth on your own and being able to rebut that is a very important exercise that should be part of this checklist. Checklist at the end of the checklist, go through that again and see if there's anything that you could you could uh poke holes into. And if you can, then try to come up with a new, you know, new answers to to those to those questions. And just repeat that process. Like Hari said, it's good to have a partner with you who can kind of do this with, uh, th- that you can do it with. But first first of all, form your opinion and try to rebut it. And that should should be a standard practice in going through the checklist. So n- not only the four things we talked about. Again, I just want to repeat this because it's so important. Number one, do you understand the business? Number two, does it have competitive advantage, long-term, favorable long-term prospect? Number three, is it operated by honest and competent people? And number four, available at an attractive price. Go through that checklist, and we'll talk about what what are those, you know, what actual metrics you need to look at to constitute those 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 four uh, parameters. But first, look at those four things, and then try to re- try to poke holes in your argument. And that should be kind of the closing thing. Closing. Uh, it, it should nicely wrap things up. Uh, nicely wrap your checklist up at the end. Okay, and also I just want to mention one more thing here. As I I said before, you have to do this in order, right? You have to first start with, do you understand the business and move down that checklist? So another thing that that people should uh, should have have in mind. Okay, um, do do we have anything else to add here in this episode, introduction to checklist? before we move on. So, I, you know, I, I think um, it's probably good to mention at this point, you know, you're, we're going to first, we're going to talk about the checklist in the next episode. we we'll actually go through our checklist uh, with you guys verbally so that you can kind of hear what we're doing. This, the main theme that we've already talked about, those four concepts that are, you know, Buffett's uh, investment ideas, Munger's investment idea, we're going to do that here. Uh, with the checklist to kind of help you understand it. But, you know, and I think this is a good time to also announce, you know, in the next month or so, we're actually going to do, I think, you know, we've done 25 episodes, How I don't know, however many hours of audio that is explaining this investment process to people. But I think the, the best way to really solidify these concepts is to actually go out and look at a, a real company, right? And, you know, starting, you know, probably early next year, we are actually going to analyze one company every single week. 
using the same process, everything that we've talked about before, and walk you all through that um, process every week. You know, we'll take one company and we'll break it down into uh, its its you know in through a checklist so that you can see this. So even if you're not familiar with you know financial statements or you're not familiar with some of these concepts, we will hopefully walk you through it. We will not never actually tell you whether or not to buy or sell a stock because that's an individual decision. You have to do your own homework. But what we want to do is at least walk you through the process of analyzing an in investment so that you can understand it. Yeah, absolutely. So that's where we're headed. You know, this is really exciting time for us and exciting time for you guys, our listeners. Uh, you know, we have this uh, dashboard that we can see that 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 we see. Uh, every day where we we know where our listeners are and we would love to correspond with you guys i know a lot of people are, are listening from illinois uh, a few people from colorado a lot from houston please uh, reach out to us you know on twitter or, or an email you know we would love to correspond with you uh, any any feedback you guys have we'd love to incorporate that into our podcast yeah and i think one of the things that also was brought up, you know, we run the the value investor meetup here in Houston. And if you're around Houston, uh, you know, check us out on the meetup.com website and you can come uh, see, see us in person. Um, you know, one of the things that was brought up yesterday, you know, when we had the meetup was uh, people ask us questions. Hey, can you answer this, you know, in the podcast? So we'd like to do a, a Q&A episode. So if you'd like to tweet us uh, your questions or send us an email at uh, info at uh, valueinvestor.org, um, we're happy to answer that yeah. during our Q&A um, uh, episode. Yeah. Well, our Twitter is uh, Value Investor, our Twitter handle, Value Investor TV. So check us out there also. Okay. I think that is it for episode 25. We'll move on to episode 26, where we will talk about our own checklist, what goes into the four main themes that we talked about today. Okay. Thank you all for listening. Um, we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you guys.